0: Today's episode of Who Kicked The Corner Flag is brought to you by Counter-Attack, the exciting new football board game. Put your managerial skills to the test as you oversee your assigned players, each with their own unique abilities. Each person picks their favorite formation, and with each phase of play, opponents have to choose whether to attack down the wings, bolster the back line, or play on the counter. A perfect way to test your football strategy against friends, family, and some rival fans. For more information on the game and to pre-order a copy for early December delivery, visit counterattackgame.com. That's counterattackgame.com. And use promo code KICKFLAG. That's KICKFLAG, all one word, to get 15% off your first order. This is Who Kicked the Corner Flag, an English soccer game show podcast. And here's your host, James Rose. This is episode nine of our third season. Hello and welcome along to this exciting quizzical ride. This weekend's fixtures were as exciting as ever, and we'll do our very best to quiz out the memorable moments. My first guest is the leader of the KC Spurs fan group, the man whose Spurs fan book club therapy sessions have now reached record attendance and who would happily wait in line for a Popeye's chicken sandwich. Madness. It's Jarrah Bustamid say hi, bud.
1: You know, I'm not sure which I would take uh, uh, more openly—a Popeye's chicken sandwich or three points. Um, <laughs> it's a coin toss at this point. Oh gosh, that is uh,
0: that is true. Now, sadly, we are without boys this week, but we're happy to welcome the return of our favorite lad. Yes, he's the man who still helps Winger zip up his jacket
2: and loves a good karaoke session. Speaking to us from Boston, it's Kevin for Ted. How are you, bud? Hey, thank you so much for having me on again. Um, I do love my karaoke. I just want to get that out of the way. Um, And my gunners sometimes when they don't want me crying. But hey, I'm very excited to be back on the show. Um, And Kevin, I I do have an Arsenal jacket. I do have the giant Puma wanger jacket. And um, yeah, so Kevin. Zepp is uh, hopefully still working on that thing, uh, so that's, that's good stuff. Uh, I'm pleased
0: to welcome a new guest with us this week. He's one-third of the Miles Offside podcast, the former manager of the Chelsea Index, and the man who admits to having a soft bot for Christian Pulisic. Well, who doesn't? From New York, it's Oscar Puente. Oscar, how are you?
3: Hello. Thanks for having me on.
0: Hey, thanks for being on, man. Really appreciate you. And uh, you're one of three of uh, your podcasts, right? So there's two other guys who join you typically?
3: Yeah, that's right. Uh, we're um, miles offside. We kind of started off as all friends. In um, we were Patreons of the same podcast. Uh, it was the Gaffer Tapes. Nice. And just kind of talking through that Patreon chat, we realized that uh, we had a lot in common, and we might want to start our own thing going. And fast forward 69 episodes later, and here we are.
0: 69 episodes later, still going strong. Love it, guys. All uh, happy to have you on. <laughs> right, let's go ahead and kick off then with our first section. It is a round of Question of the Match, the contest where each person gets a statistical question from the most significant fixtures from the weekend. Three points for a correct guess, and here are this week's categories. Liverpool handed the win. See what I did there? Uh, Gunners get foxed. And Team America. And, Jared, we're going to start with you this time, so go ahead and pick one of those three topics for us.
1: <clears throat> you know, let's talk about, I wonder what the theme is going to be, James. Um, I don't want to uh, you know, disappoint listeners uh, here. Let's talk about Liverpool handed the match.
0: Hand, handed the match, love it. Liverpool managed to secure all three points in an enthralling encounter against City, giving them an eight-point lead at the top now. The final score is 3-1. Okay, Jared, here's your quiz question. When was the last time Manchester City were three goals down in a Premier League game? Was it January twenty eighteen, or November twenty
1: sixteen? I feel like you're trying to trick me here, but I'm gonna uh, twenty sixteen. Ooh, unlucky,
0: but no. It's I knew January it. January 2018. Why do I trust you at all? <laughs> get you every week. Uh, believe it or not, uh, it was actually against Liverpool at Anfield as well. They were down uh, by three goals at one point in that game. So uh, crazy, but that was the last time. Uh, now, before we get into the VAR uh, and the questionable no calls, um, based on the overall style of play, do you think Liverpool were the better team on the day? <laughs>
1: I don't think you can answer that question by taking VAR out of it. Uh, <laughs> you know, it completely changed the uh, uh, you know, the the context and you know texture of the game. Uh, that being said, you know you had some uh, you know hallmark display of this Liverpool you know uh, 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 team, right? I mean, you had some quick counterattack, some clinical finishing. I, I'm not sure Firmino will ever hit a ball as cleanly as he did mm-hmm. uh, on that first goal, uh, but. Uh, you know if if we want to you know set the VAR stuff aside uh, they are absolutely as advertised um there's there's no two ways about that this is the team to beat absolutely for sure
0: um oscar let me come to you next uh, your thoughts on manchester city's performance uh, were they just unfortunate from this game and uh, maybe give us a little hint on your opinions of var
3: sure um so to answer your first question i do think actually that manchester city We're a bit hard done by with the result here. Um, I just pulled up some stats for this match. And City actually had more shots, more possession, 13 corners to four of Liverpool's. And they generated more XG on the night. Now, I know XG is a sort of controversial subject, but it is a pretty good indicator of how good the chances were. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think you look at City's stats and the thing that they failed to beat Liverpool in was shots on target. And that just sort of speaks to how bad their finishing was on the night. And I think on another given night, uh, maybe if Aguero wasn't so cursed at Anfield they might have uh, expected to take the win there.
0: Was it 10 games now he hasn't scored there or I've lost track. It's got to be double digits now. I think it's now.
3: 9 or
1: 10. I think that's yeah. ever scored at Anfield. Yeah,
3: yeah I think- so I pulled a headline from uh, 2018 because I was trying to look up the the numbers for this year and this is from last year, October 2018 it said Agüero's shocking record at Anfield continues. It is nine matches never scored and never won. So, obviously, that has only been extended now.
0: (laughs) There you you go. What a guy. Uh, Kevin, what are your thoughts on... uh, Well, actually, no. So, let me go back to Oscar and uh, VAR. Your uh, your thoughts on uh, how it was used in this particular fixture.
3: So, I think the big call, obviously, that everyone's talking about is that first uh, Liverpool goal. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's two things sort of at play here. The first is what we all want VAR to be doing, which is sort of keeping the game fun while still ensuring that the correct calls are made. Mm-hmm. And then there's also what VAR is supposed to do. And I think that there was a real disparity between those two things in this particular instance, which really crystallizes, I think, a lot of people's issues with VAR. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, because if you look at it, I think most of us look at that play and say, oh, that was a handball, right? Like that should have been a penalty, probably. But when you look at VAR from its like definition of... Was it a clear and obvious error? I think that they actually implemented it correctly there because you could potentially argue that the handball shouldn't have given. And when it's a borderline call at all, I think you got to go with what the ruling on the field was. Mm.
0: Uh, Kevin, your thoughts on that specific topic there?
2: Um, for me, I was really hard vexed by this game because I'm all for VAR and VAR has given me every reason not to be for VAR this season. Um, (laughs) come to the right side. Come on. (laughs) I want the game to be accurate. And I feel like that's what everyone wants, Jared. Okay. And VAR is just literally just grinding my gears beyond all aspects and like for me um as an arsenal fan i don't really have a hand in this basket in terms of who i want to win um but for me i feel as though uh you play to the whistle and i even put out a poll like talking to city fans like are you more upset at var or the chances you missed and I got to say, a lot of City fans were coming out and were like, you know, our finishing was poor. Aguero was very poor. Um, and I feel as though if they would have had those better opportunities, do I feel as though City were kind of screwed in certain aspects? Yeah, but you play mm-hmm. till the whistle. Liverpool came out firing. Fabinho's goal was absolute rocket. Yeah. Um. So for me, I feel as though like Liverpool pounced on the opportunities or given, given coming out with a strong 2-0 lead to start off the game early on I mean you're already like losing at that point Mm -hmm. so I feel as though City fans will look back on this call them cheaters or whatever um total disruption when I post memes on our Facebook page Jesus people start going for each other's necks but what I'm trying to say here is I feel as though Man City may have played better in certain aspects but the finishing was poor and Liverpool capitalized when they had the opportunity and they just win Mm -hmm. that's what they do they're grit they're a gritty team they just win no matter what so Trent Alexander
0: Arnold's arm in two different occasions in your opinion Kevin was you know is that like oh, yep VAR did right here they didn't you know call Hamble or was it uh, to
2: Pep Guardiola's opinion uh, blatant Hamble Um, no, it was a blatant handball. I can't deny it. Like Man City fans are going to be like, uh, totally confused by what I'm trying to say here, I suppose. But like, yeah, they were hard done. They were poor fouls, but that's what happens with officiating and VAR needs to get fixed. I want VAR to be good so bad, but God (laughs) darn it. It's not. And it's just like, I'm I'm like, I'm like rooting for you. It's like an angry stepfather. I'm rooting for you so bad. You just keep letting me down again. (laughs) Kevin, we're
0: gonna we're gonna move on to you. Uh, We have two topics left. We have gunners. VAR
1: is garbage, by the way. (laughs) In case anyone is missing on my opinion here, VAR is garbage. Okay, we we can move on. We can move on.
0: Uh, Kevin, we have two topics. We have Gunners get foxed and Team America. Which one would you like? Uh, we'll go to my Gunners. Go on. Gunners. All right. Leicester City put two goals past Arsenal, rooting them firmly in a top four position. The final score here was 2-0. Two, two, uh, okay, Kevin, here's your quiz question. Of Unai Emery's 50 games in charge of Arsenal, how many has he lost? Is it nine or 13?
2: Um, I'm going to say 13. Ooh, unlucky it is nine just nine. Oh, uh, of course it Ooh, is oh my so god not, not as it, so you're gonna tell me to keep him now um, oh because it's that, not 13 okay is, that's almost my lead-up
0: <laughs> question for that but uh is it time for emery to go or do you think he is allowed a little bit more time to uh to fix things here
2: All right. Well, I just want to say, first off, I've been not on the Unai train, even though one of my best friends is a massive Sevilla fan where he saw so much success as Sevilla winning a bunch of Europa titles. But I knew this guy wasn't for the job when he blew it's the Barcelona 6-1 with PSG. And I've seen... I feel like I'm Arsenal fan TV right now. I hate myself. Anyway, <laughs> I, what I want to say is that like I've seen no change from Arsene Wenger besides the guy just looks younger and he says words weird. And I thought Arsene Wenger said words weird. And now it's just because of those funny accents. Now, I'm... I've seen no—I thought Unai was going to come in, and I've seen it in some instances, only at home, not away, of this grit and this newfound midfield that can actually go toe-to-toe with teams. But honestly, when it's any time away or going up against a side with any type of momentum, they just falter, and it's— There's so much chaos at this club right now. If it's not Granit Xhaka, now it's Aubameyang, and now the manager. I mean, I just felt like when we got rid of Arsene Wenger, the planes would be gone and we'd have some settling at this club, but obviously not. Mm -hmm. And I don't see Unai as the man to do the job. And and to be completely honest to all of you here, I think don't know what I was thinking going up against a high and flying Leicester side. I tweeted this out. I was like, what was I even thinking going up against his Leicester side? (laughs) I knew for a fact that Brendan Rodgers would bring the pain, and he did, and Jamie Vardy as well. He's just, you know, the guy's having a party, and DD is amazing. Their whole James Madison, all of them. It's a phenomenal Leicester side, and the tweet that I saw that really stood out to me was that this Leicester side is probably better than the one that won the title, and I I believe it. I kind of believe that now.
0: Mm -hmm. That was actually my exact question to Jared. Um, from Leicester's performance here, do we do we think that they are in, in scintillating form that they could actually go on and win this thing? I,
1: yes, I mean they are <laughs> uh, uh, in in a spot where they're a they're a bright spot outside of you know Liverpool, who is you know it. it we've said this you know before that it is their uh, title to lose at this point, and Leicester just keep winning matches uh and which is you know indicative of that leicester squad that won the title i mean they just kept winning Mm -hmm. it was when wins by one wins by two and was the most obnoxious thing uh back in the days i feel like ages ago when when spurs were sniffing around a title Mm -hmm. uh which uh you know like i said feels like a decade ago (laughs) uh but They've really figured something out. Uh, and you got to say, you know, it's amazing to have a uh, 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 for Brendan Rodgers to have a squad that, you know, is probably, you know, really kind of buying into him. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but it was the uh, uh, the almost hard knocks version of the premiership where he had Brendan Rodgers uh, back when the Raheem Sterling Liverpool days. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And and uh, it was uh, uh there were a lot of tense awkward moments there where Rogers uh, was basically interrupted by probably a 17 18 year old Rahim Sterling and basically told him look i'll send you home <laughs> and i'll never forget that because it was a moment where I was like you know what anybody you know could see that Rahim Sterling was the future absolutely um, and and just one of those you know kind of tense moments that probably we're not supposed to see right uh And wouldn't you know it, Rodgers gets pushed out, Sterling gets dealt. uh, And then, you know, you kind of see what Rodgers is doing with the squad that can buy in. I got to tell you, you know, it, um, you know, they're not, they're not close because, you know, who, you know, who can be close uh, right now with the way that Liverpool are accruing points. But at the end of the day, uh, they are certainly making the case for top four Mm -hmm. Um, and, I I, I mean, and they're leading, uh, which, you know, again, I've got to eat some crow here on a Chelsea squad that I thought was absolutely going to just spiral and 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 uh, not do anything. Now, I am terrified of having a Chelsea squad with a checkbook (laughs) next summer. Good gracious. Uh, But but I got to say, you know, a slip up here or there from Liverpool. If Leicester keep up this this uh, uh, form, they're certainly on their heels. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, Oscar, what are your uh, takeaway thoughts from this specific fixture?
1: Um,
3: Well, I I kind of uh, agree that I think it's really surprising to me that Emery's still there at Arsenal. Um, As a Chelsea fan, it's actually kind of really fun to watch Arsenal and Spurs just (laughs) flail horribly all year long. Um, But one of my Arsenal fan friends, Adam P, who's a big fan of our podcast, he sent me some stats over and he said that uh, Arsenal have fewer goals than either Aston Villa or Burnley, and they have the same number of wins as Newcastle. Um, they're also on a negative goal difference and negative expected goal difference. (laughs) So the fact that he's still employed there is genuinely surprising to Mm -hmm. me. He's had a year and a half now to figure it out. And he chops and changes his lineups. He chops and changes the formation. They ran out three at the back, which they hadn't done since last year. Uh, Ozil all of a sudden is coming back in and supposed to be the central piece. And then he's back out for five matches at a time. He just really seems to have no idea what he's trying to do with that squad, who his best players are even. And you would think after all this time that he has a better sense of it. So I would be surprised to see him make it out the entire season, um, and as an Arsenal fan, I would be begging for them to fire him by now. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I think Arsenal fans who are listening would absolutely agree with you on that. Uh, now, before we move on to last uh, last topic, Kevin, I have to apologise because I double-checked my question and you were actually right. It is 13-9. Oh, let's go! <laughs> <laughs> woo, so I apologise, but night. I was like, hang woo. on, I need to double-check that and uh, you are right, so you got your three points right there, so uh, just to clarify that... <laughs> But let's go ahead and move on.
1: Gifting things to Arsenal supporters. (laughs) Look at this. (laughs) Uh, We'll take anything
0: we'll get. We'll take literally anything we can get. All right, go on. Literally. Oscar, we are with you for the last topic, which is Team America. Chelsea secure another Premier League victory. Thanks in part to American-born maestro Christian Pulisic. Final score over Crystal Palace is 2-0. And here's your quiz question. Chelsea have won now six consecutive Premier League games. When was the last time they did this? Was it May 2017 or December 2014?
3: Uh, I'm going to say May of 2017 because that would have been the Conte team that was quite on, on a pretty long streak there, I believe, if I remember correctly. So I'm going to say May
0: that one. You, sir, are absolutely correct. Yes, nice work and nice deduction, too. I like that. Uh, but that is correct. It'll get you those three points. Um, So, obviously, as a Chelsea fan, uh, you're feeling pretty good about life, uh, as you mentioned earlier. But um, with five goals now in three games on Christian Pulisic, how important is he specifically to this Chelsea side moving forward?
3: Um, I would say he's one of several really important pieces for the squad. I think going into the season, there was almost no faith that the team would be able to do anything mm-hmm. given the transfer ban and Frank being such an inexperienced manager and all that sort of stuff. But I I think that what people forgot to take into account is the vast loan army that Chelsea had in reserve uh, for just such an eventuality. And I think you've seen a lot of these players coming back from their loans and really contributing to the team. Pulisic is one of those. He was when we bought him in January, he went back on loan to Dortmund, but he's one of the young guys coming up. We have Tammy. We have Mount. We have Tamori. We had in this match Reese James making his first Premier League start. uh, And he really seemed to keep Zaha in his pocket the whole match. He had a Mm. phenomenal game. Um, And he, you know, at at a very very young age, he's coming off alone at Wigan where two years in a row at the age of 17 and at the age of 18, he was player of the season for them. Mm. So, you know, there's just so many young guys floating around. And Pulisic, obviously, as an American Chelsea fan, he's the most important to me. Um, and his stats have been amazing throughout. He's, he's in the top 10 for expected goals per 90. Uh, unexpected assists, he's even with Mane and Sala. There's all, just so many things that Pulisic has going for him. Touches in the box, passes in the box, all that sort of stuff. Um, but I think the, the thing that's even more exciting beyond just the stats is the heart that he seems to be playing with. Sure. I think Frank really managed him really well early on. Um, kind of put him in and out of the squad to light a little bit of a fire under him. And he's reacted perfectly. He's on the goal that he scored. He was on the ground about two seconds before scoring it in. He passed it. He slipped, and he immediately jumped back up and followed in, knowing that Betuai was going to put a or Tammy was going to put a shot in. And so, you know, right there, you know. Like that kid has hustle. That kid is on the ground and he just jumps back up to follow up and he got the goal that he deserved for it. So, yeah, it's really exciting times.
0: I was going to say, I feel like it is. And it's I think as Jared pointed out earlier, going into the season, none of us were expecting Chelsea to be this, you know, this dominant at this point. Um, So I guess, Kevin, my question to you, do you think Chelsea can lock in this top four? Is it still a little bit too soon to tell?
2: It is a tad early, but I mean they've given me no reason not to believe they can't. They're just so fun and it kills me to call Chelsea an underdog team. You have no idea as an Arsenal <laughs> fan who's been bullied by Josie Mourinho for a decade and all the money from Abramovich uh, and whatnot to say they're an underdog youngster team but I think Christian has broken my ice cold Chelsea heart and I just love this Stay squad. Stay strong so,
1: Kevin, come on man. I can't, I can't.
2: <laughs> Christian has melted me as a, as a born in Pennsylvania and Hershey, Pennsylvania was my go-to uh, vacation spot as a kid. It, I, I can't and yes. I'm just... Join us. The The haters are so mad about Christian, especially all the British media giving him so much slack and uh, schneike for so long. It makes me (laughs) so upset. Um, It makes me so happy to see him in line with like uh, stats that Mohammed Salah up right now um he is just a phenom and my prediction before the beginning of the season that he have double digit goal and assist and you know what i was laughed at so what's up haters he's laughing in the haters i'm laughing from the haters i really do think frank has really got his squad and i think the premier league's a lot about momentum and they got it right now Mm -hmm. and i really think they can make a top four spot especially with um, what Tottenham's doing, what Arsenal's doing. doing. Um, Man United also, they got the win this weekend. But again, like I'm not fully convinced yet. Chelsea has convinced me they can be solidified in the top four. I think it's them and Leicester right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jared, your thoughts on this one?
1: Ugh.
2: God. <laughs> that sums it up. <laughs> I, said
1: it, I said this at the beginning of the year. You're like, you know what? I got to deal with all the CIA American outlaw bros just... Ripping their shirts off in the street with a Christian Pulisic, you know, uh, uh, you know, showing up and look, as an American, yes, I think it's awesome. I think it's great to have an American presence in the prem, uh, uh, and especially like an attacking American presence in the prem. Right, uh, that's something that's you know, uh, uh, that's something that's been lacking in a long time. Um, that being said, uh, I am not. They are not melting my ice cold hating Chelsea heart. And the fact of the matter is. It just what drives me crazy is the fact that it took a transfer ban for Chelsea to be this plucky, reaching from the depth squad and have all of this talent that we knew was there. Mm. Uh, And now, once you know it, they're all coming together and gelling. So we're like, well, crap. (laughs) Like, you know, it worked. (laughs) Okay. And then they're going to have a checkbook. My only heartfelt goal is that they sell off all these pieces. Uh, and then they try to buy their way into another championship and then they collapse in again and then Frankie Football is out of a job by Christmas of next year as opposed to my prediction uh, at the end of the season so uh, that's my goal still hate you CIA but you're doing fine <laughs>
0: Let's go ahead and move on, guys, to our second section of this quiz. It is another round of Rumour Mill. The rules are the same as before. I'm going to provide a line or quote from a newspaper or online resource. All the guys have to do is tell me if it was actually printed or something that is purely fictional, something that is make-believe. Two points for a correct guess in this one. And Jared is up first with this one. The agents of some of Tottenham's players are looking into whether their clients should be paid extra for appearing in an Amazon documentary about the side season.
1: Is that true or false? Oh my god. Uh, you know what? With all this, like... it. Yes, because with all of this crap with Spurs and like Dabala's image rights, sure. This would be something we would have to worry about. It is true, yes. According oh my to God. the Daily
0: God. Mail, that delightful read, uh, apparently they interviewed uh, some of these agents and uh, categorically they all said that, yes, we are wanting more money for our players to appear in this documentary. Jared, do you think this documentary at this point in time is a good idea? <laughs>
1: of course not oh my god but I do love the idea of uh, for listeners who don't know what I do for a living I like the idea of Doing something and then coming back after the fact and asking for more money. Like I'm hoping that the <laughs> agents are better at their job to know how to negotiate such a thing. Yeah. Uh, but to answer your question, it, yeah, it's an absolutely horrible oh idea.
0: Gosh. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what they uh, they do come up with on this uh, on this one. Uh, Oscar Bud, you are up next with this one. Sheffield United midfielder John Lundstrom may end up with a fine from the FA after slamming VARs use to the team's media
3: uh i'm gonna say false
0: nice yeah it is false completely made up uh not true at all not printed at all so nice work on that um let me ask you then specifically about this fixture tottenham sheffield united obviously ended a one-to-one uh do you think in this particular instance uh with the toenail being offside that we're getting a little bit out of hand here with var
3: yeah absolutely um i'm i'm a huge Fan of VAR in general, Um, and we spent a lot of time on our podcast talking about how it's great. Uh, But this weekend was a was a bad use of it. I think um, we're hitting the upper limits of where, you know, when people are asking questions about the frame rate of the camera. Um, because can they actually pause it at the exact moment that the ball was hit and see where his foot was actually going to be at that exact moment in time? Like, you're hitting the upper limits of what the technology can actually do. Sure. And so when there's a margin of error of, let's say, I don't know the exact number, but like 10 centimeters or two centimeters even, and the foot is within that margin of error, like there's no way to actually know, even using VAR, whether it was offside or not. And so for them to then sort of make that leap and... Disallow a goal that, frankly, would have made everyone except Spurs fans really happy, um, is really disappointing, mm-hmm. right? So you want you want them to use it, but use it within reason and use it correctly. Uh, and this was an instance where they definitely did not, in mm-hmm. my opinion.
0: It's funny because I read too, and I don't know if I believe this or not, but I feel like Tottenham fans actually were like mad about the fact that this decision went for them. You know, they were, It's almost like they wanted a fair game, but VAR was stepping in and was like, "Now, of course, if you're given, you know." An advantage, Of course, you're going to take it. But it's getting to the point now where Tottenham fans or any fan is like, oh, that's so stupid. So is, you know, to that end, do we think that VAR is going to have, you know, is going to be taken away from the game, maybe given a bit of a, a reevaluation, and then maybe put back in? Or is it literally here to stay now and we just have to deal with it?
3: I'd imagine they sit down maybe between this season and next and look at how they want to implement it, maybe try to use it more. Sure. The way they did at the World Cup, because it has been a really different, different implementation that we saw there. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember at the World Cup, the referees used to actually go up to the screen, and like watch the plays again and make their own decisions based off of the footage. But now, it almost feels like it's a second referee who's just sort of overruling the first one in a couple of random instances. So mm-hmm. it it really doesn't feel like they're do using it the way it's meant to be used or the best way possible. And I think that's also um exacerbated by the fact that they changed some of the rules going into this season. And anytime you change a lot of rules, that's going to have effects on the way that things get refereed. But then you throw VAR on top of that. And like the new weird handball rule, um, they don't really seem to know what to do with that. So I think there's just a lot going on and I, I would hope that they don't toss it out. Um, because there is some good there, mm. but I do think they need to reevaluate and see what what they want to sort of tweak.
0: Mm-hmm. Good point. Yeah. All right, Kevin. This last one is for you. A Manchester United insider secretly revealed that Ed Woodward was on the verge of sacking Ole Gunnar Solskjaer had it not been for their performance against Brighton this weekend.
2: I'm going to say. False. I feel like they would have been waiting till after the back Day fixture, so I'm going to say false.
0: It is false. Yes, nice work on that. That is completely fiction. Oh, completely made up. it
2: could have totally been true. Could have totally been true. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that you almost <laughs> fell for it, so that's
0: great. Um, on Manchester United, obviously, as I pointed out, they did get a, a comfortable win against Brighton. Are we seeing any kind of forward momentum here now, or are we going to see more of Oli to uh, losing this grip on his wheel, so to speak?
2: Honestly, I think it's just fool's gold to think that Ollie's at the wheel and it's not going to crash. Um... I feel as though you might see a result here and there, but then they're going to pull what they did against Newcastle. You know what I mean? This team has not been consistent enough for me to feel as though Ollie knows what he's doing, especially where he was managing prior. Yeah, he had that great run up till the PSG match of the Champions League last year, but since then it has been terribly unconvincing. Um, there has been some nice uh, high spots, you know, with some of these youngsters and whatnot, but, Besides that, nah, I really don't see Ollie in any shape or form really riding the ship.
0: Alright, right, let's go ahead and move on to our last section of this quiz. It is a round of player profile. So once again, I'll provide five different clues to a Premier League player, each clue easier than the last. The first person to shout their name and correctly guess said player will win those points. But you only get one guess, as an incorrect shot will freeze you out. This week's category for this is called Brace Yourself. Brace Yourself. This translates to players who have scored two or more goals in a single game this season exciting times guys are you all clear on how this works yep yes 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 jared yes kevin all good to go all right what what game is this (laughs) jared i just wanted to make sure because you know we you know just you've only been doing it for three seasons now but anyway Um, Oh, okay cool that one yeah uh all right player number one once played for southampton is 27 years of age has been with his club now since 2016.
2: Plays for the Senegal national team. Oh, got it. Yeah. Wait. What do I do? Do I beep in, Jared? I feel. <laughs> I forget. I know. Like, I'm Kevin. Totally, this happened last time. I have to have to go back yeah. for you. When... <laughs> beep, beep, beep. <laughs> yeah, I think I did that last time, where That's I right. like was like Alex Trebek. Um, <laughs> Kevin, yes. <laughs> <just, laughs> what, what is it, Kevin? Uh, is it Mane? It is. It's Sadio Mane. That is absolutely correct. I and
1: mean, sick. I beeped in with my name for the record. <laughs> so <laughs> to say, yeah, for the record. The, let the record Just show.
0: Just saying. I'll give sympathy points maybe. We'll see how the scores tally out. Um, player number two plays for Leicester City. Is a Spanish international. Spent five years at Newcastle. First name is... Oh, wow. Can I say this? Uh, A- Azozi? Wow. <laughs> and oh, I'm Oscar. Oh, God. I don't even know who did that? <laughs> Oscar. I think, was, I think it was Oscar. Go ahead.
3: Ayozi <laughs> uh, Perez.
0: Thank God I said it right. Yes, it's absolutely correct. And that'll get you two points. You can tell I rehearsed this. Uh, but, yes, nice work on that. The last clue was uh, scored in the 9-0 Southampton thumping. So, uh, nice work there, Oscar. All right. Player number three is just 22 years old. Plays for a London club. Once loaned to Swansea and Aston Villa. Oscar. Yes, Oscar. Is it Tammy Abraham? Nice, it is. Tammy Abraham. Good job, sir. I'll get you those two points. The other clue's on this one. An English striker. First name is Tammy, and it was back in match week three against Norwich that he got his brace for the season. So, yep, nice work on that, Oscar. Player number four is also 22 years old. Has been with his club since 2015. Is an Englishman. Plays for Manchester United. Jared. Yes, Jared. Rashford. Rashford. Bam! Yes, that is absolutely correct. Marcus Rashford. Yes, uh, that'll get you those two points. Uh, the last clue on that one was, first name is Marcus. That might have been the giveaway there. Uh, and he got his two goals in the opening game against Chelsea back in August. Uh, one of them was a penalty, I think. But that was that was a wild affair, wasn't it? Who can remember that? 4-0. <laughs> <Good laughs> Who time. remembers? Who remembers that stuff? Chelsea doing great. Uh, all right, guys, this is the last player of the game. And And he plays for a London club. Is 27 years old. Oscar. Yes, Oscar.
3: I'm going to guess Obama Yang.
0: Ooh, unlucky, but no, it is not Uh, Obama Yang. Uh, Unlucky there. That does freeze you out. So Kevin and Jared, these last clues are for you. Uh, Has been with his club since 2015. Is a forward. Jared. Yes, Jared. Harry Kane. It is not Harry Kane, no. Yeah. And that does freeze you out. So Kevin bud, this clue is gonna is gonna be a tough one. So, you know, deep breaths. Let's see if we can get it. Uh is from South Korea.
3: Oh, no,
0: uh, Kevin. <laughs> um, it's uh Sun. It <laughs> For is min Sun, yes, that is absolutely correct, and that'll get you. Those two points. Nice work on that. Uh, well, guys, that is the quiz. Congratulations to all. But here are the final scores. And Jared Bud came away with four points. But Kevin and Oscar, we are tied with nine. So we have a tiebreaker on our hands, folks. I get too excited. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So here's how this works. I'm going to go ahead and pull up a Premier League table from a previous season. Uh, in turn i'm going to ask you guys to figure out or guess which team was in a certain position Uh, i would ask no googling Uh, i have very good hearing so i can hear keyboards tapping away Um, okay so does that make sense to you guys sure all right yeah go ahead here we go then so from the 2015 to 2016 premier league season which team finished in 10th position 10th position and
2: kevin we're going to start with you Okay, that was the season Leicester won. Um, Arsenal came second. Let's all not forget. Um, oh God, uh, tenth. Uh, I'm going to say West Ham. That seems like where they always fall. I don't know.
0: It is not West Ham. No. So Oscar, over to you.
3: Um, I feel like that was the year that we had a really atrocious year, and Mourinho got fired. So, I'm going to say Chelsea because I know we finished really far down that year.
0: It was Chelsea! Yay! Oh, nice it was. Work. Wow, yeah. It nice was nice such work. a wild year. It wow. was. Yeah. It's, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, they just blatantly quit on Mourinho. Uh, much like Spurs are doing to Pochettino right now
0: so
1: you know. yeah there you go oh my it's
2: god I was not what's twitting. happening Thank <laughs> when you Chelsea so was in the relegation zone I was cheering oh my god that was awesome what a year that was Southampton <laughs> yeah, right beat so. everybody hates uh-huh. us oh man well anyway that does uh, wrap up the quiz congratulations to Oscar who
0: comes away as our overall victor today Oscar bud how are you feeling
3: I'm feeling pretty great. Always happy to take the dub. You know, it's a good (laughs) evening when I get to have a win and come on a new podcast.
0: There you go. Uh, Thanks again for
3: having me on. It was a real delight.
0: Yeah, no worries, bud. And uh, go and tell us a little bit more about your podcast, real quick. Uh, What's the best way to find you guys? Is it through iTunes, Spotify? Which one?
3: Uh, We're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, we're on Stitcher, all the usual places you get your podcasts. The name is Miles Offside. Um, We also have a Patreon. Nice. Uh, and twitter is probably the best way to get in touch with us at miles pod
0: nice nice um
3: or you can email us at milesoffsidepod.gmail.com
0: okay and i ask this to every one of my guests uh give us your top four finishes for this season
3: uh i'm gonna go liverpool in first city in second chelsea in third and i'm gonna throw a cheeky man united at fourth
0: Ooh, i like that there you go they're gonna climb back up and where are leicester gonna finish
3: uh probably fifth
0: fifth okay i'll take that very nice uh kevin budd unlucky there right at the end didn't quite uh get the win that we needed there but uh, thank you again for coming on the show and go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit more or remind our listeners i should say about the lads podcast
2: Yeah, Thank you so much for having me. Uh, Our show is Loud Americans Discussing Soccer or Lads Podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere where there's podcasts. We also have social media, at Lads Podcast, Loud Americans Discussing Soccer. Um, And yeah, we got all sorts of new merch and koozies coming. So yeah, thank you so much again for having us. It's just two dudes drinking beer and just you know, chatting some soccer—it's good. It's very like very bar conversation. So yeah, we have a lot of fun. Thank Love you. It. And uh, we a
1: solid Instagram presence, by the way.
2: <laughs> Follow lads on Insta. It's my favorite. It's uh, we got we got memes for days. Memes. <laughs> um, when's your next karaoke uh, performance? I'm excited to see that again. Oh. I went to karaoke the other night, and I sang Wagon Wheel, mostly because I my first tattoo is a wagon wheel. Nice. And it's my worst tattoo, and it looks like a giant grapefruit. It doesn't look like a wagon wheel. So <laughs> I, 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 was, I was showing it to the crowd, and they are like, that's not what that looks like. So it was a lot of fun. So um, I haven't been back. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. Is that
3: by choice, or are you not allowed back?
2: By choice. I, I'm embarrassed. But yeah, go on. <laughs> Well, Kevin, uh, once again, it was
0: a delight to have you back on the show, and uh, thanks thanks again as always. Jared, no, bud, commiserations. Uh, just four points there. Um, sorry again, bud, but uh, one day, victory will be yours, and it will be delightful. Uh, will it come, though, at the same time that Spurs
1: finally get a win
0: in the Premier League?
1: You know what? All I'm trying to do is say, hey... I'm not very good at this, but at least Spurs win, right? And frankly, uh, if I weren't a founding member of this podcast, uh, I would break to lesser podcasts. So I like the fact that I have uh, some staying power here and uh, uh, to to kind of chase uh, you know all this you know large of you know amount of Premiership knowledge that we have here. Thanks, guys, for coming on. It was great. <laughs>
0: Uh, that's always the the beauty of this is getting our guests on to teach us things that even I don't know so it's always, always a good time but that does conclude today's episode folks thanks again to my guests Gerber Cemente Kevin Patet and Oscar Puente as always please do subscribe to our weekly show leave us a kind review and follow us on our social media outlets Twitter Facebook and Instagram thanks so much for listening guys and until next time